3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Happy, oh, yeah. happy hour. Wow. Mm-hmm. I can see why you had so many fucking cocktails this week on Instagram, Travis, because this was a week. It was a between week. Between Kirsten Cinema, the Supreme Court. Oi. The, yes, the uh, pro-life court uh, uh, d- made a pro-death ruling so that you can continue to die of COVID in your workplace. As you so, do. So, it's been a week. So, drink up, everybody. But, all right, there was some, there was some, uh, right, some bright lights. There was, right, the Oath Keepers. Seditious conspiracy, <laughs> conspiracy ladies and gentlemen. That's a, that's a huge t- is a big fucking I can, deal big fucking deal As, i can say it here it's a big fucking deal yes. shit's gonna get done we keep forgetting since we have the little fcc friendly show that you, joe biden actually didn't bleep himself he said this is a big fucking deal right right so this is a big fucking deal big fucking deal come on let's give it up for merrick garland on this one and let's hope i glenn kershner told us this week it's going all the way up justice <laughs> is coming let's see if, if it's successful huh? shut up cock blocker <laughs> That'd <laughs> be Downer over there. All right, listen. Uh-huh. We have uh, Representative Robin Kelly from the great state of Illinois. Yep. uh Talk about a lot of stuff that's been uh, going on this week. Mm-hmm. We have uh, Brian Karam, our favorite. Yes. The, the, I think the reporter that Donald Trump hated with the heat of the most hot white, white hot sun. Yes. Yep. When he was a Playboy reporter. But he was able
1: to... <laughs> T- to trick uh, trick all of the uh, uh, January 6 people by saying, "Hey, I work for Playboy." Ooh,
3: Yes, they yes. were all oh, the writer yeah. the He was in the middle of the January 6 riot. Uh-huh. He has a new book about it, but he was like, "Look over here, pussy." And they were like, oh. "Oh, Playboy." Yeah. Yeah, can I get a free issue? He also is the only other person that pointed out the thing I said. What? Why are you scaling the walls, you stupid motherfuckers? There's steps on either yeah. side. Like what is that? Just to be cool? To Doi. pretend you're you're Spider-Man? If they brought the ro- we didn't bring these ropes for nothing. Brian's like, you're going to break your neck, you fucking idiots. <sighs> Boy. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So anyway, all of that, all of that. It's a festive double, a uh, double header happy hour. Yep. Drink up. Enjoy. We love you. good morning brian Karam.
1: <laughs> good morning Kevin. how are you doing <laughs> oh, I'm good
3: listen we have to share some of the off uh, off camera betty white stories before we start because <laughs> i love to tell the truth and so you were you have a, you were on to tell the truth with her
1: yeah that was 1990 after i got out of jail and um for uh it wasn't for anything nefarious other than withholding a source and Uh, you know she didn't vote for me she asked a lot of questions but uh, she only asked one of me on camera and that's if I interviewed the guy's brother I said no I never did but when we got off uh, camera we were talking and you know you sit around the craft service table uh, (laughs) eating and and, um, so I I said well listen I just wanted to tell you I really loved you as as Sue and Evans in uh, the Mary Tyler Moore show and she said honey what man doesn't love a a nymphomaniac (laughs) 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 <laughs> oh, that's oh awesome. Well, so that endeared me to her immediately. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, we were
3: just so, talking. Yeah, go ahead.
1: Then she returned with, uh, well, when you were in jail, did you bend down and pick up the sandwich? And I said, y- you mean pick up the soap? And she says, well, everybody needs a snack. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Um, yeah, uh, we were just talking about Bob Saget. What a stretch we've had, and uh, the news just came out that Betty had a, a stroke. She would oh. had a stroke um, like six days okay. prior. prior, earlier prior to her okay. death. Yeah, so it's a but, man, a couple of gut punches, but also just in the you know what you write about, Brian, and just sort of the the general hellscape <laughs> in which we now live, <laughs> post Trump yeah, and in mid COVID. <laughs> yes,
1: exactly. This um, mid post-Trump dystopia. Right. Yes.
3: <laughs> um, you actually sued Donald Trump three times successfully to keep your press pass. So,
1: you, I mean, we yes. joke,
3: but he, he d- obviously did viscerally hate you when you were the uh, Playboy correspondent.
1: <laughs> I, I think he viscerally hated anybody who asked him a question he didn't want to answer. Yeah. Right. But at the same time, he also liked to fight. So, right, uh, it, it was kind of a, you know, uh, 50 of this, 50 of that. I mean, he... He oh. loved to hate people, and he loved how fighting with the press made him look good with his with his uh, minions. But at, at the end of the day, no, he never liked anybody. He was going to ask him stuff he couldn't answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: You know, you on Twitter said, I will never forget this, when someone said, will you commit to a peaceful transfer of power after the election? And he said, we're going to have to see what happens, oh. which was his answer to everything, just about. But yeah. But was, now, yeah.
1: Go ahead. That was September 23rd, mm-hmm. uh, about what, six weeks, eight weeks before the uh, six weeks before the election. Yeah. And um, so if you were ever wondering who was behind the uh, insurrection, he told you right there. You it I mean, it.
3: you tweeted, expel them from Congress, investigate, indict, prosecute anyone who denies it. Everyone who continues the big lie, everyone who helped make it happen. They are not patriots. They are traitors. You wrote a great piece about, you know, you just said I was there. The day they poisoned America, I think we can still recover. At first, I thought they were like a bunch of rowdy NFL fans. I was mistaken, but there's a path back to reality is what you write about. And that, that's what we keep talking about. Is there? What is the path when we have two sets of facts? When 71% what, or what did we say yesterday, Jody? 6% of Republicans think Joe Biden won. From- right you know, uh, uh, well, legitimately they, COVID's a hoax. The vaccines don't work on and on. Like, is there ever going to be one set of facts again in America?
1: Well, there's a couple things that you need to do. One is, uh, educate Americans better 2 don't give voice to the, uh, you, you know, that's part of the problem in our, in, in my profession as a reporter, we're always so used to being balanced and we got to give both sides of the story. Yeah. Uh, no, you don't, you give the, you give both sides of the story when it comes to facts if there are competing facts, but look, the Holocaust happened, the earth is round, man landed on the moon, COVID is real, and Donald Trump lost the damn election. Mm -hmm, And I'm not gonna give, uh, I I give short shrift, no attention to anybody who claims otherwise and uh, to put them on the air and to let them spout their, yeah. quite frankly, cancerous opinions yeah. is beyond me. Well, what did do?
3: The latest, you know, Republican Senator Mike Rounds just said Trump lost the election and you could hear the <laughs> grasping yeah. of pearls from Republicans. Yeah. You're just like, this is where we well, are? That's considered controversial?
1: No, and they're not Republicans. I mean, there are Republicans like Joe Walsh who let who was considered a conservative right. member of the Tea Party, yeah. you know, and, and now he's he's a he's a liberal. So that tells you How far to the right Mm -hmm. has the Republican Party gone? It's not a Republican Party. It's the fascist party. Recognize it, admit it, and go on with it. Now, if you want to be a fascist, fine. But you know what? Just admit it.
3: You said it on Twitter. And, you know, we've talked before that my dad was an assistant prosecutor at Nuremberg. And you said... uh, you retweeted Washington Post headline: An Indiana GOP state senator said teachers need to be impartial during lessons about yeah. Nazism and fascism. And if you say, you said if you can't denounce Nazis, you are one. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. we, let's Talk about one set of facts. Yeah. Na- Nazis bad? Not a, not a fact yeah. anymore. Nazis yeah. bad,
1: we can't agree. <laughs> well, if you want if you want to be impartial about Nazis, fine, but here's the impartial truth. they were evil. Mm-hmm. So moving on. Yes <laughs> that's, that's, I acknowledge the fact that they were evil and I acknowledge the fact they were fascist and the knowledge the fact that they killed millions of people needlessly and created an entire world war. okay
3: yeah. Yeah, moving on. Well, you this piece you wrote, Brian, speaking of, you know, the reality of January 6th, that just, oh, it was a peaceful tourist thing. And I love, you made one point that I was laughing about because I thought I was the only one that thought it. You said, as I watched a group trying to climb a wall near the Capitol, I shouted, because you were there. You said... Um, hey, you know, there's steps on either side. You don't have to pretend to be Spider-Man. Someone's going to break their neck. You said that prompted a half a dozen of them to approach me with menacing sneers. <laughs> but I thought the same thing. I'm like, why are you repelling up the there's yeah. steps right over? Right. Okay.
1: But you- I-, I think what I actually said is, hey, morons. <laughs> oh, okay. What are you doing? That'll get someone's dander up. Yes. You said they
3: threatened to pound me into little patties of reporter's meat until they noticed I was carrying a press pass from Playboy, and then they became exactly like the guys you see at NFL games. One even asked me if I could get them into a Playboy party. Yeah. Another wanted to know if I could get
1: God. them into the mansion. Lord. <laughs> My God. Yeah. They just stopped mid-riot. I
3: they did. You.
1: When I saw the press pass, I go, wait a minute. I, I said, hey, guys, wait a minute. you know." And I, I showed them, I said, Playboy, and they go,
3: oh, Playboy. Playboy. <laughs> wow. Oh, <laughs> see.
1: <Ooh>. Yeah. <laughs> I knew how to appeal to them. Yeah. Visions of boobs danced in <laughs> exactly. their heads. Exactly. Yeah. Right? Yeah.
3: But you just said you've covered, I mean, obviously everything, Brian, in your career, wars, etc. And you just said, never had I seen Americans in such large numbers trying to kill and attack other Americans, and worse yet, at the literal center of our democracy. It's our friend Malcolm Nance's book, They, his new title, They Want to Kill Americans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you were right yeah. in the middle of it, and you said... Um, you, you talked about people saying it's in the past. Let's move forward. Some, something I hear almost every day. You said, I have a problem with this. I was there. I witnessed beatings. I saw them erect a scaffold and a hangman's noose. They were serious about dragging Pence out there and stringing him up. It sent a chill up my spine. I saw the vicious, uncontrolled, illogical anger vent itself on innocent victims. There can be no moving on without accountability. So how are you yeah. feeling about it, where we are, you know, vis-a-vis well, the I... January 6th committee, Garland speech? What, what do you think?
1: I'm concerned yet hopeful for the midterm elections. If um, if the Democrats lose control of the House and the Senate in the midterms, we're screwed. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um and like I said, I you know, you pointed out at the beginning of, uh, <laughs> of the book Free the Press, that, that man, that's part of it. We're not doing our job as reporters. Um, we're far too we cover everything as if it's an NFL game. We cover the you know, wins and losses, who's ahead, and we never really look beyond the game aspect of it. And quite frankly, there are many reporters today that are too inept, uh, don't have the experience and don't really have the curiosity to do the job. And that's part and parcel because for 40 years, the federal government has dismantled the First Amendment free speech and the Fourth Estate. And mm-hmm. because of that, it's really increasingly difficult For us to get a handle on and frame the arguments for people to to look at. And if we don't, if we we allow politicians to frame the arguments, we're really screwed, because they're only going to frame it in terms of what does them, what makes them happy, what makes them, gets them most voters. And as Eric Swalwell, uh, Congressman Swalwell said once, and it sticks with me, he said, you know, the Republican Party, they're not Looking at the people they serve as constituents, but as fans, yeah, mm-hmm. and that's what it is. It's a world, you know. It's like a WWE SmackDown, and uh, that's dangerous for politics.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, as we keep saying every day here, they're going to both sides us right into fascism. Mm-hmm. Um, you, yeah. you you finish up in your piece, you just say um. We make them accountable in the here and now punish them for their actions in the real world, top to bottom. Everyone involved in the most un-American activity I've witnessed in the United States during my lifetime must be held accountable for their treasonous actions, expel every one of them uh, who embrace the big lie. And you'd say the lessons of January cannot be learned until then. There's a national cry for it. There must be a sustained will to get it done. And that's where the we, the people, come in, right? Because, you know, it, it, it... I mean Oh, I just, you I caught the at, illusion,
1: I, did you? <laughs> well, you know,
3: Brian, I just... It's I like was this, trying to be
1: so subtle. Because, <laughs> but,
3: but this latest, like, don't you feel like we get bombshell fatigue, whether it's yeah. about January 6th or whatever, this thing about, you know, at least three states forging electors' certificates. How is that not illegal? How does someone not go to jail for, for signing and falsifying electoral <laughs> certificates that they send to the, uh, you know... United States, and the archivist, and on and on.
1: Well, yeah. (laughs) Good good question. And the answer is we don't have the wherewithal. Uh, Look, the problem is you have the way society is today and with the economy and with the pressures on the evaporating middle class. You have people so worried about getting their kids to school, getting them to the doctors, playing soccer practice. I've got to make ends. My God and me and my wife both are working, blah, 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 blah the idea of being involved in politics is an afterthought and that's the the problem is because we aren't more involved in politics it is destroying the rest of our lives i mean even in the best of elections you have slightly more than half of the elect of the voters voting you know half of the registered voters don't vote that's an anathema to the democratic process because it doesn't matter who wins. A minority is ruling for the majority. Mm-hmm. So you have to become more involved. But to do that, you have to have uh, you have to make sure the voters can vote. You should give them a day off to vote. Yeah. You should, it, voting should encompass, you know, a week, a month. Do it online. Do it from you know, your, your computer, whatever. It should be more easy. And, and unless it is easier, we're going to continue to have this problem because well, people are overwhelmed, as you said, yeah. bombshell fatigue.
3: Well, but also, Brian, speaking of reporters, I always wish... That reporters would interview, well, I mean, cinema never does interviews hardly, but Manchin, uh, Manchin, for instance. I mean, um, Nick Knudsen tweets, did you know the filibuster rule in the Senate has been reformed over 160 times, Mm -hmm. including to pass corporate tax cuts and confirm extreme right-wing justices? The filibuster is not in the Constitution, but our right to vote is. Why doesn't anyone ever ask Manchin that in the middle of an interview? Why doesn't anyone say they blew it up to get their Supreme Court justices in? Why are you acting like this is the only time?
1: Don't get me started. I cover the White House, but I want to, you know, the few times when I've walked out in Congress, it's like, I want to, the first question I want to ask, you know, Mar- Marjorie Taylor Greene or, or Bobert or Jordan or Gates is, how does it, Mr. or Ms. So-and-so, how does it feel to be a complete ass and nobody thinks that you're worth a shit? Oh, you know, oh, I, oh, I, oh. Brian
3: Karam, my little <laughs> family radio show. All right, I'm sir, sorry. we had to dump you.
1: <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> Why? Why are you such a? Beat that out. But uh, but why are you that way? And and uh, how does it feel to be a a national disgrace? Those questions are never asked them. Yeah. Uh, Reporters walk up and act like because they're elected to office that they have suddenly this you know they're credible where they weren't before and they're still not don't get me wrong
3: i want to ask her exactly that but just not anything regulated by the fcc so i (laughs) (laughs) with you entirely but yeah i mean brian tyler cohen while republicans pretend to clutch their pearls of the sanctity of the filibuster just remember every single one of them voted for rules change to confirm their scotus nominees with a simple simple majority i've not heard one reporter jody or brian ask any of them that. Any Republican, Mitch McConnell, when mm-hmm. they spout their bolt bull- Thank you. I have a bleep button.
1: Um, you have a beeper, Dick. Yes, <laughs> I am. <laughs> but
3: seriously, mm-hmm. what, what, that's where the press falls down, Brian, which is what you write about in Free the Press. They have a part in all this. Why, why is yes, every story Biden bad, Democrats in disarray, when we he provably... Has an economic record the best in 50 years mm-hmm. or whatever? They ju- I, I just don't get it the way, you know, the Well, port- start yeah,
1: with right. Ronald... Re- well, actually, start with Richard Nixon and Roger Ailes. Mm-hmm. And then when Ronald Reagan came in, after Nixon was bounced out of office, Reagan made sure that he deregulated the industry and allowed uh, us to buy each other up. And therefore, look, here, here's a couple of stats that'll tell you why reporting is bad. First of all, salaries have gone down. Most reporters are paid uh, proportionally less now than they were in the 70s and in the 80s. So you're not gonna get the best people to begin with. Secondly, there are probably twice the number of people on this planet as on the day I was born and there's half the number of reporters. To illustrate that fact, let's talk about one of the places I work, Laredo, Texas. When I worked down there, there were 100,000 people living in that uh, county, Webb County, Texas. There were two English-speaking newspapers, one Spanish uh, newspaper, and then three television stations, a fourth opened up while I was there, four radio stations and two magazines all doing news. Today, there's three times the number of people, 300,000 people live in Laredo, Texas. There's one television station, one English-speaking newspaper, and nothing else. Yeah. So that's the problem. You You need to break up media monopolies. You need more reporters. And you need to support reporting. And I it, look reporting, good reporting is anathema to, you know, uh, our, our economic system. It's not, you know, uh, best for the free market. It's not best for capitalism. It's not a good match because at some point in time, as a reporter, you're going to go after some of the very people who are what advertising with you. Yep. So yep. there has to be government incentive to protect that reporting yep and until there are those type of tax breaks and most type and we break up media monopolies we're going to continue to have this problem and yeah. that's so you're, you're going to get people who know look it used to be i had to have five years experience before i could go anywhere now yeah. they're hiring and this is true this has happened to me several times in the white house people are hired straight out of college to work the most important beat on the planet the white house beat no experience other than college yeah. no trust Getting me it,
3: we, we, it just happens to yeah. us all the time someone like our age will be like how do I get a radio show I'm like well you don't just get one right yeah, <laughs> yeah. For, for, and second and you of snap all snap your fingers right snap your fingers
1: and then then tell them to go boop off right, right. There, you right. Go, there you
3: go <laughs> Brian Karam the best way you can fight back is to buy the book uh, Free the Press by our favorite Brian Karam and also stay safe I would keep that old Playboy patch to yeah. distract MAGAs yeah. like, a, like a laser pointer right just oh look see over here look over here <laughs> 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 Thank you, Brian. Talk to you again soon.
1: Thank you very much. All right, All right. there he goes. Our favorite, Brian Carroll. Hey. Awesome.
3: hey, Robin Kelly is here. Good morning, Representative Doctor Doctor Representative. <laughs> Good morning. Happy New Year. <laughs> Happy New Year. Uh, from the great state of Illinois, of course. Um, obviously, they were talking about accountability for January 6th. You had tweeted that you shared your January 6th story. You said, we're going to get to the bottom of what happened that day. We will hold those responsible accountable. Would you mind sharing what you're, because I, I did not uh, hear your January 6th story. W- would you mind sharing?
2: no no i talked about uh last week the day january 6 2021 when i came to the capitol little did i know that shortly after i would be on my hands and knees with other colleagues uh staffers reporters cameramen hoping that we all got out alive and in one piece and thank god you know that we did um you know we were there to watch the certification and the next thing we know We see leaders being rushed out. We we were told to put on gas masks that we didn't even know were under the seats, and we might have to hide under the seats. We ran from the one side of the gallery uh, to the other side. Uh, Somebody was thinking that, you know, if we were on the Republican side, they would think we were Republicans, but, you know, as a person – later realized there were like seven or eight cbc members mm. um we had other people of color they they would know that all of us were not you know uh, yeah. republicans and um so we um we delayed flat laid on our hands and knees then we heard you know we heard the gunshot which paused everything and that's what allowed the capitol police to come and get us and we ran downstairs and through hallways to get to the undisclosed uh, location so I mean um we formed something called the gallery group and those we were the last people that um you know that got out and uh so we've for a year have really um embraced each other supported each other there've been um sessions with counselors for group counseling for some um and uh um for some this really brought up other things. So we didn't realize how serious it was until we actually saw the news because we were on the inside. But one, you know, good piece of news that we prevailed and uh, the election was certified. So democracy did win at the end.
3: Yeah. And Representative, it strikes me. Um, I know Chairman Schiff and others have talked about uh, Chairman Schiff said one of his Republican colleagues said to him, you've got to you know, come over here, or get on this side, like, you, they'll recognize you. I can talk to these people, but you, you, they're going to recognize mm-hmm. you have to, you know, the, the reports, the Democrats went to the Republican side because they thought they'd be less likely to be shot. And, you know, and yet you tweet today, one of the most frustrating disappointments this past year has been watching Republicans who privately admit the danger of Donald Trump and his followers and refuse to speak up publicly. Not just that, the so, 180 they've done from a year ago, from all being so in it, danger with you and knowing right, the danger of Trump right, and his so supporters. So disappointing.
2: And, you know, um, there was one Republican I spoke to, and I said, how do you feel? It was Inauguration Day. And he says, so relieved, you know, that um, Donald Trump wasn't the president anymore. And that's it. You're right. That's the thing that is so frustrating, um, you know, that you don't speak up. But, you know, there's history of bad things happening and good people not speaking up, and bad things continue to happen, you know. So, Um. Yeah. It, it, it is very frustrating, it's very disappointing the way some people vote, and they know that it's not, like, to not vote for the infrastructure bill, to not vote to certify um, President Biden. I mean, that's just simply ridiculous.
3: Yeah. Well, and uh, you obviously talked about um, <clears throat> voting for the the John Lewis Voting Rights Bill. The fact that we have 400 bills that are based on this big lie, mm-hmm. you know, that, it, that uh, obviously started this... Uh, whatever we want to call it, insurrection a year ago, Um, you said throughout the past year, lawmakers around the country have introduced more than 400 bills that would restrict the right to vote in 18 states. Anti-voter bills have already been signed into law. The John Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act will protect American voters regardless of which state they call home. How are you feeling about this this morning? I mean, today may be the day in the Senate and we've heard a lot of talk and, you know, Joe Manchin's latest whatever (laughs) movement or not on, on, you know, changing rules or carving out something for voting rights. How are you feeling today about this?
2: Well, the interesting part is the Freedom to Vote Act, which is the vote in the Senate, is Joe Manchin and Amy Klobuchar's bill. Yes. So, and it, you know, it expands automatic voter registration, same-day registration, strengthening vote by mail, early voting, establishing Election Day as a national holiday, you know, on and on and on. So, You know, unless, um, if we don't get, uh, what is he going to vote against, his own bill? You know, we're trying to change uh, uh, the ruling. So, like, for the budget, for, you know, voting rights, you don't need uh, 60 senators. So, if he doesn't um, vote for that, then he's actually uh, torpedoing his own bill. I I don't understand um, him or frankly my my former colleague in the house uh uh cinema you know i i just don't get it you're taking the right to vote away from so many people or the ease of voting why are we making it so hard we're supposed to be the greatest democracy in the world and yet we're making voting so terribly difficult
0: right.
3: yeah um. What, what was your reaction to the president's speech? I certainly heard a lot of, uh, um, you know, even former head of the NAACP that said he thought he hit it out of the park. What? What? Mm-hmm. What was your reaction?
2: I thought he did a great job. You know, some people have said, well, he said he was gonna, you know, have unity, and then he does this, but he's tried and tried and tried, and you only can have unity if the other people will meet you not even halfway, meet them a quarter of the way, you know, and they just have not done that. It's just been resist, 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 because they smell blood in the water for November, 2022. So they do not, you know, want to cooperate, but I feel like he did a good job and, you know, um, now we have to, you know, put as much pressure as we can on um, uh, folks to vote and, you know, the thing is, he's not a legislator, so hopefully he can use the power of his office to change a few minds. And and even, you know, when I think about some of the Republicans like Susan Collins and Mitt Romney yeah. and supposedly more of the moderates, why aren't they voting for it? Yep. You know, I I mean, we're giving them a break.
3: Yeah. You know,
2: we should be on Manchin and Cinema, but we should be on them also.
3: Yeah. 16 of them voted for it in the past, right, as mm-hmm. recently as under George W. Bush. Why? Why isn't anyone asking them, why are you against voting rights now when we really need it? Right. I know. But that's what you guys got to do. You got to yeah. stay on. <laughs> that's, that's right. It's up to me. Yes. <laughs> Dr. Doctor, uh, doctor Representative, I'm going to I'm going to key on the doctor part because, yeah. I mean, we are in, a, you know, a full blown emergency. Um you know, according to, uh, by the way, even the World Health Organization just said we still have a huge amount of uncertainty and a virus that evolving is evolving quite quickly, imposing new challenges. We are certainly not at the point where we're able to call this an endemic. It may become endemic in due course, but pinning that down to 2022 is a little difficult at this stage. And here it is the key, uh, doctor. R- widespread vaccination uptake will be very, very key in moving forward uh, such a scenario, and we're still a ways off from that. Um and here we are. I just I wanted to run one tweet by you. Jane Jones tweeted hundreds of high school students in Brooklyn, New York, walked out today in protest regarding the dire situation with covid sickness, staff shortages, overcrowding. I wondered how long it would take before this would happen. It is chaos and they're uh, and they're forcing in-person school. What is your take on that? I mean, I just I feel like vaccination is the key and it's right there to all of this. Oh. Why do kids not have to be vaccinated like they are vaccinated for? every other disease we've ever eradicated through disease in this country.
2: Right. I think that, you know, government can only do so much. I do think kids need to be vaccinated. But, like, we, we have sent so much money back, so you know, resources and things like that. But, you know, unless there's, a mandate we we can't make people get vaccinations and i don't know if people aren't listening that the people in the hospital are the unvaccinated the people dying are the unvaccinated yeah. i i don't know you know why that is so hard to understand and then you know but i know people like one of my friends just told me that uh none of her grandchildren are vaccinated and she's so fearful but they have no vaccinations yeah. you know for anything and you know, I don't know. It, it's just been so politicized, uh, you know, COVID, right. and which is a shame. You well, know, because people are dying. I, I lost two family members to COVID. When nice. it was, it, you know, one was very early on um, in yeah. um, May, twenty twenty.
3: I'm so sorry. I, Well, you know, I was going to just quote, one last quote for you before you go. J.P. Morgan CEO, Jamie Dimon, just said, to go to the office, you have to be vaxxed. And if you aren't going to get vaxxed, you won't be able to work in that office. And we're not going to pay you to not work in the office. I mean, if, if government can't, do this then i i I don't know what to we've got to do it ourselves you've got we've got to urge like companies like the united ceo made some great comments i mean we've got to somehow do this ourselves. whether it's individual airlines have to say you can't fly without being vaccinated i don't know but we aren't going to get over this unless we get enough people vaccinated no period
2: i I totally agree and he's trying biden's trying to do the mandates like the governor of new york and you know other people but look what happened it wound up in the Supreme Court. I mean, the, the they're just battling him every way, but that's yeah. what people need to realize that we're all in this together, and everybody needs to do their part.
3: Yep. Doctor, in all caps, Representative Robin <laughs> Kelly, <laughs> <laughs> the great state of Illinois. Always a pleasure. Thanks so much for taking time for us.
2: Take care, you guys. Have a
3: great day. All right. See you me too. bye